Hello, everyone. Before we get into today's episode, I want to just do a quick little add in here. Uh, it's Thursday morning, and obviously we post this normally on Thursdays, uh, but there's been some major news that's come out today in Formula One. Sebastian Vettel has decided to retire by the end of the season. Uh, the four-time world champion with Red Bull and I believe the youngest F1 driver uh, world champion in history which is amazing. Uh, he's now 35 and uh, he's decided to focus on his family and other initiatives going forward. Um, it was announced, I, I think a couple days ago, that he had made an Instagram and people were a little, uh, a little curious because Seb notoriously doesn't really have social media. And a lot of people speculated that, oh, I guess his retirement's coming. And, you know, here we are. Um, I just wanted to add that in before we get into today's episode, which we recorded on Tuesday night. Um, obviously, this is uh, pretty major news. There's also been some news about Porsche and Red Bull uh, the past few days, but I might leave that till next week because we are going to need something to talk about um, after uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, but yeah, no, it's quite wild that that Seb is, uh, is now going to be retiring. That's one more world champion uh, off the grid, uh, leaving Fernando, Max, and Lewis as the remaining ones on the grid, and obviously Kimi having retired last year. Um, the the older folks are starting to go away, but Fernando will probably remain. So uh, anyways, I just wanted to throw that in there. If you haven't seen more about that online, uh, go check out Sebastian's new uh, Instagram where you can watch the video and see his his kind of rationale. Uh, we all know that the, the Aston Martin hasn't been terribly competitive this year, and uh, I'm sure that was probably a convincing factor for Sebastian for not coming back next year. Uh, but any any rate, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and uh, yeah, we do a recap of the Austrian Grand Prix. No, French Grand Prix. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. It, it's early. It's like 7.30, so all right. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, and welcome back to the 24th, I think, episode. I can't make a joke about this one. Um, we are back with the Sector 4 podcast with... L for Leclerc. Um, there's not there's not a whole lot to talk about, I don't think, in this race because there's one story that just really just takes everything over. And honestly, like there's a few minor stories that we we're going to talk about, but the biggest thing is is talking about the the incident, obviously, with Leclerc. And Steve, you look like you have something you want to say. I just want to cry. Well, what did he tweet earlier? Or was I, it in an I interview or something? Twitter. Oh, how he said he he was just going to close himself off in his room and just and like reflect on things and wait for hungry. I'm like, bro, yeah. does this his not Ferrari things? Dear God, does this not make you like just think of Sebastian Vettel in 2018? Like yeah. they're both in their fourth year at Ferrari. Do you know how many times I've seen somebody splice together the clip of Leclerc crashing and then then just splicing it into uh, Sebastian Vettel's crash at Germany? And it's just like, you didn't need to do that to me. Time is a, a flat circle. I think that's the the saying. The people so, are talking about, they're like, how history is repeating itself. So they're like, you know, like a seven title domination is broken by a 24-year-old who takes two world titles. So it was Alonzo beating Schumacher. So now we have oh. a seven world title. Getting beaten by a 24-year-old takes two world titles, oh, and then a Ferrari will win, and then a new Brit will win, which would be George Russell, or sorry, Lando Norris. 
Oh no. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, they, if you take like how everything went and like from Schumacher, from Schumacher to Alonzo to um, Raikkonen yeah. to Hamilton, then they're like, oh yeah, that'll probably just repeat itself. The script writers are getting really lazy with F1, yeah. you know? I, F, F1 to <laughs> the sequel. I'm just like, I, I remember being so baffled watching the race live, but even still thinking about it, I'm just, I'm genuinely at a loss for words because I feel like every single time that we've addressed Ferrari fucking up in some capacity, we're like, okay, well, they'll fix it for next time. Like, you know, we meme on them a little bit, we give them some shit and then we're like, all right, but like, seriously though, they've got to get better. Yeah, like seriously, pull it together and then they just like continue to cut slack. Genuine, like what... So okay, let's let like let's science talk about should, science should not even have like a pit wall. He should just he, they should just put him out there and he does what he wants. So let's start with signs first because then like I know we've kind of talked about Leclerc, but let's start about this with the signs thing because this drove me fucking nuts. Okay, so this guy he started P twenty, did he not? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, because he took a, a penalty because I, I think it was uh, was it engine? I think it was like electrical components actually. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. new components in some capacity. Yeah, they so had to change start- over a bunch of stuff because of the fire, so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, starts 19th. He, like, for the beginning of the race, I, I think you and I were talking, like, we didn't really notice him. He wasn't doing anything. Like, he couldn't get through Yeah, like, in the first the couple pack. laps, like, in the first couple laps, Magnuson made up seven positions and Sainz didn't even make up one. And, I, and we were like, what's going on? Yeah, it was really strange, but, yeah. like... It, obviously that, but, that but corrected it, I itself. think it was, it was because he was on hearts. So he just needed to heat those tires up. And then that's when you saw him start just punching through the field. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is when the hearts like kind of get going, which is usually after like eight laps or so. Typically, it I seems that they take like six laps before they start to wake up. Yeah, it's really weird. But anyways, so once that, you know, he started kind of pushing through. And so I'll talk about the Leclerc crash quickly, but then I want to go back to signs because I think that's almost the bigger story in a way because it's just it, anyways I'll get there so Sainz starts making his way through the pack obviously Leclerc has his crash on lap 18 and so the safety car everybody pits gets put on new tires I believe Sainz goes on to a set of mediums then um, under the safety car uh, yeah. which fine whatever so he starts kind of tearing shit up and about halfway through the race he's up I believe he's up into like P7, P6 by about halfway through the race. So he's already done amazing. Now, fast forward to lap 42. Carlos Sainz is right behind Chico Perez fighting him for fourth place. Or sorry, for third place. My bad. He's fighting him for third place. He's about to pass Sergio Perez. Very clearly. Like he's been fighting him for a lap or two. He's going to take him. Their comms come on, and they call him into the pits as he's overtaking for position three. Yeah, j- just as he, like, passed him, they come on, box now, box now, and he's like, not now, not now. <laughs> like, what Like what fucking awful time? Okay, there's so much to unpack here. First of all, why, at that very moment, why call him in? Yeah, like, are they even watching? Because he was I don't think past, so. He was even past the pit entry, too, so it's like, are they even watching? I think they're looking at their like their sheet, which like goes over all their different plans, and they're going, "Okay, we are at lap forty-two. We need yeah. to pit," and like they're not they're not watching the race at all. So that's one thing. Okay, that's already bad enough. Second of all, if you pit him, 
you lose any chance at getting a podium. It's gone. If you pick Carlos Sainz. Yeah. If he takes P3 and he maintains pace for 11 laps, he can get a podium. It's a risk, but you're getting, trying to make up some points for everything you lost on Leclerc. Yeah. Right? So then two laps later, he comes into the pits anyways. They change his tires. There's nine laps left or nine laps left of the race. What the fuck? What? Please make it make sense for me, please, Steve. Please make it make sense. I can't. If it was last year or the year before that, I would have understood it because like the amount of like tire blowouts that we saw over the last two years has been crazy. But we've seen no like high mileage tire blowouts this year. No. But was it a risk? Sure. The mediums were, I think they were on, was it 20 laps or something? Or no, 20. Uh, Hamilton went on mediums for like 35 laps on one of the, on a, a, on a race this year. I think it was, was um, mediums. I can't remember what race it was though. It was two races. I think it was Baku. Maybe. Pretty sure it was Baku. mm, Was it not? I can't remember. Honestly. Doesn't matter. Point being, they have the capacity to go long. Okay. They can do it. And I'm just like, Obviously, he comes into the pits, and what does he end up finishing? Was it like P6? P5. P5 or P6? No, Alonzo got P5. Let me... Sorry. Final classification. I fucking... I don't know why I have this pulled up every single time. Uh, or why I don't have it. Sorry. Especially uh, on, like, dead tires, too. Like, the overtake on Perez was so good. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yes, he did finish P5. So, he finishes P5 behind Perez at, at 4. Um, and Fernando, actually, let's touch on that real quick. Fernando pr- puts it in P6, which was fucking great. Uh, then you get um, Lando P7, Esteban P8, and uh, Daniel P9. Lance rounds it out in P10, who almost crashed in with Seb on the last lap, which is fucking hilarious. Um, but it, I, yeah, I'm just looking at it like P5, whatever, fine. Like that's, uh, is that eight points? Or 10. P5. I think it's 10. 10 points. I think so, yeah. So you could have, hypothetically, made up an extra five points, which isn't like, I guess it isn't significant at this point. But when you've already lost 25 points in this race that you were pretty much guaranteed to have, you've got to take them where you can get them. And I'm just looking at it like I would, if I'm them, like they always choose the safe strategy over trying to pays off and never pays off over trying to like, you know, maybe live on the edge a little bit and then see what happens. Like I would rather them go for it and it not work. I think Horner said that one time about, um, about his drivers. He said, I'd rather them try something and it not work and then fuck up rather than not trying it and playing it safe and settling for a position. Yeah. And I look at Ferrari and I just go, why are they not like, they're just not trying. They the don't care be, about winning. The difference winning. would be four points, by the way. Fifth place is 11 points. Or no, yeah, you're right. Fifth place is 10 points. Science just had yeah. the fastest lap, so we had 11. So yeah, it is fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just... They, they basically lost a position for no reason. They could have had a podium. Two positions. It, well, so let's talk about Leclerc then. I, I've heard conflicting things, and I think everybody jumped on... Because Leclerc was on the radio saying that there's something wrong with his throttle pedal. But everybody else is kind of saying that, no, it was a driver error because it was understeer, I think, in the rear end. So the throttle pedal thing, everyone's saying that he couldn't come off throttle. It was actually when he was trying to reverse out of the barrier. 
So it wasn't an issue of the crash. Like the crash was a driver error, but yeah. the um, the throttle thing that he was referring to was that he was trying to reverse out of the barrier and they said it he just didn't feel like the engine had enough torque to pull it out of the barrier so he thought it was like wedged so then he straightened the turned the engine off turned it back on straightened the wheels out and tried again and it still wouldn't move so was there a chance that he would have been able to keep going in the race then he he was talking about that because he said the damage didn't seem that bad but it must have just been like wedged in wedged in part of the the barrier because he couldn't back it out Oh, yeah. okay. So the throttle thing was basically just not not a factor it was, at all it, in the crash. Yeah, it, it was not a cause of the crash. It was him trying to back out of the barrier. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So ultimately, it comes down to basically his style just being, you know, it is aggressive. It's an aggressive style. He basically drives full throttle the entire race, does he not? Like Pretty much. It, it seems like it. And so yeah. he doesn't, it, it's never, I don't think Charles has crashes that often that are his fault but when he has no, them, the last time i heard i saw a crash like that from uh from charles was in monza 2020 right so it's been at least two years since he's had something like bad driver error right yeah but when it happens and besides like like, like also think about it this way for the throttle thing if it was a throttle the throttle issue that caused you to crash would you lock yeah. yourself in your room for the next week fuck no exactly and 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 here's an here's another factor of it too like you feel bad for the guy Right, because this is the third race where he's been leading, and he's had to retire the car. But twice it was because of mechanical issues. Right. Yeah. So let's say that he was going to win those races. That's fifty yeah, points. Like, gone. It's really, it's really a mistake that he can't afford to like be making at this at this point. No, and that and that's fair. Like he should, you know, be critical of himself, and he's probably one of the most critical people on the grid. You know, like he's just a he's so hard on himself. He's like worse than Pierre Gasly, and that says something. Yeah. Like. You know, he's really hard on himself, but at the same time, I'm looking at it like if you don't have those other two mechanical failures that are the team's fault, you know, one driver error is not going to be the be all end all. But now yeah. we're looking at it like Max has won seven races out of what? 11, 12, 12 out of 12 races. Max has won seven. He's running away with this, like it, unless Ferrari ma- magically flips a switch come the midpoint in the season. Like, it's done. It's over. Yeah. And the honestly, the only other thing I can see happening because they've been so consistent, like the likelihood at this point is that Mercedes is going to take second place. Because if Ferrari keeps having these issues, they're like, it's it's not even something where you can go, oh, well, I'll take the gamble on them for next time. Like, even like, I joke about this, but like looking at your fantasy team, like, can you yeah. really with confidence put anybody from Ferrari on your team right now? No. But I did. Yeah, like I have Carlos on my team. You know, like fine. But I, I just, I, I'm so, I'm so perplexed at everything that's going on with this team. They're, they're like a fucking Greek tragedy, dude. Like I, I, I don't. You could, Shakespeare couldn't write something fucking more devastating than this. Yeah. <laughs> I. Why is this team cursed? Why do they hate themselves? Why do they not want to win? I don't know. I don't know. Like Ferrari's biggest enemy has always been a Ferrari. And just, but it never changes. Like, shouldn't that be a problem? Shouldn't they like, fucking that, figure something out? Things. Like, like honestly, their like their strategy team and their pit wall is worse than like their twenty twenty engine. Fire them all, please. Just replace them with Carlos Sainz. Just literally make Carlos Sainz be the fucking lead strategist. He tells Charles what to do. Yeah, like fucking. He was even telling his team how the how his penalty worked because they yeah. thought that his oh, yeah. unsafe pit release was a stop and go. Not to mention, 
that that penalty, it, he shouldn't have even technically gotten a penalty because his light was green when he went. Well, they control that. No, I think it only the machines control that. Yeah, but because like when it's I, I see what you're saying, but it's it's the team's fault for releasing him at an unsafe time. Shut up. I know you're right. You're Shut still off. getting a penalty for it. <laughs> But it, I think it was but just even also- then, like even then, like thinking about it, because they they kind of choose when he gets released, right? They chose yeah. to release him in front of a Williams. You're not racing that exactly. <laughs> you probably already lapped them. Like I know. But I know. that was that was the most perplexing thing because I'm just looking at it like I'm like, how does this keep getting worse? Yeah, I'm like, how, like what? I, I don't know. I don't I really don't even know what more to say there is about the team because I just like every single race I feel like I'll just sit here going, What the fuck? Like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Luigi no longer follows the Ferrari. Thank you. I know you really want that as the episode title. Yeah. Yeah. Can we move on from Ferrari for a second so we can shit talk Mercedes like normal? Yeah, that's fine. Wow, I they're succeeding those talk fucking about, assholes. I wanna talk about the Russell Perez incident. On run, Russell doing the typical Mercedes line. I love seeing re- all the memes of, come on, George, say the line. He turned in on me. That was the stupidest move that I saw that whole race and probably this year. He literally just shunts him into the corner and says, oh, my God, he turned into me. Yeah, like, no shit Russell, he turned Russell, into you because you, parked, you tried to park the car over the apex. Well, he's already halfway through the corner. <laughs> And he's like, oh, he turned in on me. Like, he's got to give the position back. No, man, you just need to take the corner properly. (laughs) You think this guy would figure it out by now, but they probably indoctrinated him and trade him on this. They're like, no, no, no. This is what you say. Like, here's your script. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, my tires are gone. Man, my tires. I get get it in the sense where it's like, um, if you're going to do something like that, you shouldn't like exclaim over the radio. Oh, that's my fault. I pushed him off the track because then they're going to be like, he admitted it. Five second penalty. (laughs) (laughs) But like, come on, bro. Like, just don't say anything. But like, oh, especially with the the George Russell is the type of guy meme. George, Dude, George, George so Russell funny. is the type of guy to make a late lunge and say that you turned in on him. Was it? Oh, was it Valtteri who said that? No, Valtteri was the one that said George Russell is the type of guy to overtake at the end at the end straight of Imola in wet conditions. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Also, real quick, Botas does not give a fuck anymore. It's fucking hilarious. Um, no, but it, it, like, like Russell pissed me off a little bit this race too because even after that, when they restarted the race after the virtual safety car, Chaco accidentally went too far ahead because it said virtual safety car is ending for literally like a lap. Like it was a yeah. full lap that it was I don't ending. know what was going on there and how he got caught lacking over it. Well, it was just so annoying because he went so far ahead. So obviously he had to bring the Delta back down because, you know, yeah. keeping the, the time up. But then they restarted the race as George was accelerating and as Chaco was like pulling his Delta back down. It was yeah. just kind of a and that's what, you know, ended up giving him the, the, the win or not the win, the uh, third place. I just thought that was kind of bullshit. But that's also just because I'm a Red Bull fan. But like. I just didn't understand what was going on there. Yeah, like I, I definitely agree that, it, you know, like it's definitely George just taking advantage of a unlucky situation for Perez. But like that situation shouldn't really have happened. Like I, I get that kind of Perez probably kind of screwed himself by going over the Delta waiting, you know, thinking that the virtual safety car was going to end like that. But yeah, but it like, also shouldn't take a fucking lap to finish. Oh, yeah. Like it shouldn't have said ending for that long, especially because a virtual safety car, I think, can pretty much end it like any time. Yeah. Like it doesn't, they don't have to cross the timing line. 
No, I didn't understand that part at all. Yeah. So. And then there was the Aston Martin uh, last lap, last corner dive. Fucking hilarious. Seb almost yeah. destroyed Lance. Yeah. Like I just would have rear-ended him if I was Seb at that point, honestly. So funny. that was like, that was like a dirty defense move. Like that, that was the kind of move that you could only make against your teammate and not getting shit for it. And even then, like he probably heard, heard some shit. Well, maybe not. It's Lance, but like he probably heard some shit. I'm afterwards. sure Vettel was like, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Seb could be doing a lot better too. Like, I feel like he's got the pace in the car and then just kind of get, keeps getting fucked over by, by some unlucky scenarios. But I don't know. I, I feel like he's really stepped it up. So, um, but they're obviously still not doing great in the championship. So yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that. Um, I don't know. What else is there really from the race? We had a bunch of DNFs, <coughs> um, a quarter of the grid DNF'd. Leclerc obviously put it off the track. Joe had his, uh, bi-weekly engine failure and car retirement. Yeah. Um, because Esteban Ocon overseared into him. It was that Yuki. Yeah. That's what it was. It was like yeah. lap two or something. He fucking, I think it was first lap, uh, actually. Oh, it was first lap. Yeah, it was You're first right. lap yeah, instant, yeah. but he didn't retire until later when the safety car came out. Yeah, so it's too bad for him. Too far behind. Yeah, and he only got a five second penalty. Ocon did. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. Kind of horseshit. Yeah. Um, it was a terrible, terrible drive. Um, Magnuson, I think he got hit at some point too. Um, and he ended up DNFing, and Mick got hit at some point, but stayed in the race. Um, I believe he got hit by Williams. Uh, shocking. And uh, <laughs> he stayed in the race, but he ended up finishing last. But otherwise, like, the 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 Haas both looked like they had pace. Like, they looked like they were going to do well. Um, it was just unfortunate the way things shook out for them. Um, yeah. I don't know, Steve. What are some other quick stories from the race? Probably, like, McLaren, maybe they did all right. Um, P7, P9. Yeah, it Lando- looks like Daniel had some actual pace, but... I mean, actual pace. It should be like that—the pace that we should have already been seeing from him. But yeah, I mean, the car is just trash, though. But yeah, I know. Um, but he's no—he hasn't been doing too well. But I mean, it's good for him to get—you know—even if it's only two points, it's still two points. Um, Fernando putting it into P uh, P six and Esteban and P eight put them past McLaren in the championship. They are currently best of the rest, which I kind of figure will happen. Anyways, I thought they were um, going to be the worst team of this year too. Yeah, I so did I. I put them at the bottom of my rankings. Yeah. Shocking, um, but they're uh, they're gonna end up doing doing okay. <coughs> Jesus, I have something stuck in my throat. Um, I don't know what anything else from the race, or do you want to just talk about Hungary quick quickly? No, I just want to forget about this race, honestly. Yeah, it's fair. It was just kind of meh. Like I would, honestly, in terms of like an entertaining race, it didn't really have a whole lot going on. There's a couple okay battles, like George and Perez was good, Signs and Perez was good. Um, Max actually Max and uh, Leclerc early in the race was uh, oh yeah actually, that was re- that, that, that was, was a lot of fun that was yeah. what was it it was like eight laps I think that Max kept trying to overtake Charles and we're like man he's gonna kill his tires he's gonna kill his tires yeah and, no, no, that's what he just ended up doing which was so weird because if you like looked like even you were saying it's like Leclerc was squirrely out of like every corner and yeah. that's what that's why I was like thinking it was probably attributing his incident to like driver error because he was squirreling like squirting his tires out of every corner yeah. and he was probably just a little too trigger happy trying to get out of the corner quickly. Yeah, I think Max put way too much like well, Max put enough pressure on him that Charles was kind of I think panicking a little bit. Yeah. But and, and it kind of carried I think into even uh lap 18 when he was going like through the corners. I just think he was taking things too fast trying to find some extra pace and uh 
you know, it ended up costing him. But it was yeah. a really good fight. And I think even Max and Christian said, like, hey, it was a shame that he DNF'd because, like, it was a really good fight. We really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bummer. But, yeah, fuck this race. Um, I'm glad it's over. It wasn't very entertaining to watch, uh, but it's a good track. I like the track, personally. I, I don't like fun. France, personally. I'm pretty sure it's up on the contract, so it could be... Uh, it's probably done. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's probably done. Um, all right. Uh, well, we got a back-to-back. So we have Hungary this weekend, which is the uh, the last race before before summer break. Um, Steve, what, can we, what do you think we can expect going in? I'm thinking it's going to be pretty obvious. Um, but what are your thoughts? How are we feeling about, uh, let's start with Mercedes. What are you thinking? For Hungary? Yeah. I don't think they'll do well. No. Why not? No. Because they've Hungary's shown that they can do well now. Slow, tight corners. Slow, tight not corners. something Mercedes is good at. Okay. So do you think that the Ferraris, as long as they don't have mechanical failures, will do fairly well? Yes, because the Ferrari is a high drag car. Okay. I think the Red Bulls will be a little... Well, I mean, the Red Bulls seem to honestly just be, like, good at every track. Yep. And pretty much every time we get to a track like this, I say that they shouldn't be that good, and then they end up being fine. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's going to be, a, like, obviously a Ferrari-Red Bull battle, but I think Ferrari has the edge on this track. So you're thinking Ferrari-Red Bull-Ferrari or something like that for podium? I'm going to go with another Ferrari one, too. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go bold. They're going to try and redeem themselves. Yeah. Who do you think takes the win? Leclerc. I think Carlos Sainz is going to win again. That's bold. I think he's shown that he, like, especially last race, he's really got the pace in the car. I mean, he pulled out fastest lap, right? Like, you know, he did that just fine. He showed that he was able to claw back from 19th all the way to 5th. He probably could have had 3rd if his team didn't fuck him over. But what I do think that you'll see going forward is that Ferrari are just going to start ignoring their engineers and their strategists. Like, I know Carlos has done it before. I just I don't see any reason why he should have any faith in this team. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like if they say come into pit and he goes no, he shouldn't cave. No, he should just do do whatever he wants. Honestly, do whatever he wants. Figure it out, right? So, I don't know. That's my thoughts. Um, yeah, I'm thinking a Carlos victory. I think it's a Max uh, second place and a Charles third place. Um. I, I'm liking the Mercedes though, so you know, like I think it's going to be an easy four or five for them, um, unless you know Perez is able to uh, to do some damage there, uh, which he should, and I hope he does. He's my turbo driver like all of this year, so yeah. <laughs> I hope he does well. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking Carlos Sainz takes this race. Um, I'm hoping to see some more out of the McLarens this race as well, but I think what we're probably going to end up getting is the uh the alpines coming in and taking uh taking some high positions as well as my thoughts there because they've been looking uh pretty strong honestly so um yeah who do you think is the biggest loser out of this race leclerc <laughs> no no for, not for france no, or for hungary for, for hungary next race yeah oh god if it's a repeat if it's a repeat of last year <laughs> all of them <laughs> it wasn't great yeah yeah okay but pick a pick a team that's gonna have a bad time, and don't say Williams because that's easy. Oh, Aston Martin, man, just trash. Yeah. Okay. Fair. All right. Well, Steve, I think that's okay. I think that's a quick, uh, quick little episode, and we'll maybe go a little bit more in depth next week because um, we got a. We'll probably have a bit to talk about Hungary. Do some maybe some mid season predictions if anything might might shake up. But uh, do you have anything else for today or not really? I do not. 
All right. Well, in that case, we will talk to you sometime next week. Enjoy the Hungarian Grand Prix. Hopefully, Charles Leclerc finishes, and maybe Ferrari will fix their strategy. Probably not, but maybe. Have a great night.